1MDB has sparked embezzlement and money laundering investigations across One of the biggest corruption scandals the world has ever seen. What may be the biggest financial scam in the history. Number of corrupt 1MDB officials treated this public trust as a personal bank account. Follow us as we bring you into the courtroom where the biggest financial scandal in Malaysian history is being heard. By the Malaysian Insight, this is the Najib Razak 1MDB trial. I'm Patrick Teo. Najib Razak's special officer and the eighth witness in the 1MDB trial, Amhari Effendi Nazaruddin, was back on the stand for the fourth day. Continuing his explosive testimony, Amhari described just how close Jolo was to Najib and his family. He was invited to exclusive events hosted by the former Prime Minister and was well-liked by Rosma Mansour, Najib's wife. We'll get to that a bit later. Last week, Amhari told the court that he and the late Aslin Alias had just played along with Jolo and Najib's orders. They feared that their livelihood would have been affected otherwise. The witness said he knew Joe well. He had worked with him for many years. So much so, Joe had personally loaned him 200,000 US dollars as a bridge to purchase a property and told him to take his time to pay it back. Najib's lead counsel, Shafi Abdullah, during his cross-examination last week, had accused Amhari of withholding information and suggested that the witness was pressured by the Malaysian Anti-Corruption Commission to point the finger at Najib. Amhari denied it. This morning, Shafi picked up where he left off and continued his cross-examination. The lawyer had last week requested that Amhari present account-opening documents to the court, but he said he couldn't find those documents. If you remember, Amhari told the court that on Najib and Jolo's instructions, he had opened accounts at BSI banks in Singapore and Kasikorn Bank in Bangkok. Both accounts were opened in his name. The BSI account had 800,000 US dollars in funds, but he does not know what happened to the money, he said. The witness also said that no documents were drawn for the loan he received from Joe. Also, he has not paid back that loan. The lawyer then moved on to ask Amhari about the man that is Joe Lowe. Amhari said he first met Joe in Penang in 2006. He understood then that Joe was close to Najib and his family because Joe spoke fondly about them. The witness was then questioned about the Economic Planning Unit, or EPU, where he worked before Najib hired him as his special aide. Shafi suggested that Amhari started assisting Joe while he was still in the EPU. He denied this. Amhari seemed to have a hard time keeping up with the lawyer today and had to ask Shafi to repeat his questions several times. One of those questions was about the Iskandar Malaysia project a mega-development in the southern state of Johor, which came under the EPU's purview. Amhari said he was aware that Jolo had an interest in the project and that Malaysia's sovereign wealth fund, Hasana Nasional Burhat, was among those who had invested in it. When asked if he knew whether the Mubadala Investment Company, that is, the UAE Sovereign Wealth Fund, had invested significantly in the project, Amhari said he did not know. 
He denied having any knowledge of the 110 million US dollar investment Mubadala had poured into Iskandar, facilitated by Joe Lowe. But Shafi did not let him go so easily. Attempting to jog Amhari's memory, he said, You're the special officer and you don't know? Then it's your funeral. Amhari insisted that his involvement was only to the extent of following the minister to meetings and holding on to files. He does not remember anything else, he said. Next, Amhari was asked about the formation of the Trangano Investment Authority, one MDB's precursor, which also fell under the EPU's purview. Joe had wanted TIA to emulate Mubadala, Amhari said. Shafi remarked, Joe is an ambitious young man. The lawyer brought up Joe's companies, a majority of which were incorporated in the British Virgin Islands. The businessman had a pension for giving his companies names which were similar to other established entities. For example, Joe named one of his companies ABA BVI, which received 1.6 billion US dollars of 1MDB money. This company's name closely resembles ABA Investments PJS, which is a subsidiary of Abu Dhabi's International Petroleum Investment Company, or IPIC. Amhari denied having any knowledge of this. When court came back after a break, Shafi brought up the part in Amhari's witness statement where he said Joe Lowe was close to Najib's wife, Rosma Mansour. Amhari said he knew that they were close because he had seen her talking on the phone with Joe. He knew that it was Joe she was speaking to because he recognized his voice. Rosma really liked Joe, the witness said. Joe was invited to private functions hosted by Najib and Rosma, Amhari said. These functions were very exclusive, only limited to about a hundred people, including VVIPs, government officers and businessmen. In his witness statement, Amhari also mentioned that when he received instructions from Joe, they were assumed to be from Najib himself. But he never cross-checked these with the former PM, despite Joe not holding any official positions in the government nor in 1MDB. Later, he would tell the court that he viewed Joe as an unofficial advisor to 1MDB, though there are no official documents to support that. Shafi kept throwing questions at the witness, who responded to many of them that he couldn't recall, including when and why he was arrested by the MACC. Amhari's foggy memory agitated the lawyer. He accused Amhari of lying and trying to play ball with the MACC. The witness did not skip a beat and retorted that that was the lawyer's opinion. Circling back to TIA, meeting minutes recorded how the Trangano Palace had raised suspicion over who Joe Lowe was. The palace indicated that Joe had misrepresented the Sultan, but Amhari said he was not aware of this. When questioned if he had ever received inappropriate instructions from Najib, Amhari took a while to answer before saying, overwhelmingly, no. Prosecutor Gopal Sriram objected to Shafi's line of questioning on TIA, saying that Amhari was not involved in TIA meetings. 
Judge Colin Sequeira agreed. So the defense lawyer moved on to ask about Joe's role in 1MDB. The witness in his statement called Joe Najib's political strategist, but again this was told to him by Joe and not by the former PM. When Shafi put it to Amhari that he and Joe were working hand in hand and that he received one million US dollars in kickback, referring to the 800,000 US dollars in BSI Bank and the 200,000 US dollar loan, Amhari denied this. The lawyer asked if there was a possibility that Najib had been misled by Joe Lowe. Prosecutor Gopal Sriram again objected to this line of questioning, saying it was a question for Najib to answer, not the witness. With that, the defense lawyer ended his cross-examination for the day. Shafi told the judge that he will need the whole of tomorrow to complete his cross-examination. This podcast was brought to you by the Malaysian Insight. The team behind the Najib Razak 1MDB podcast are Revati Supramaniam, Yapik Kwan, Yvonne Lim and Ravin Palanisami. Timothy Acharyam and Beat Hong provided additional reporting. And I'm Patrick Teo.